Thank you for listening to the Renovate Life Church of God's broadcast. Here's today's message from our pastor, James Dimmel. The title of this message tonight or this series is Tripping Over Your Tongue. James chapter 3 verse 1 says this, My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the great condemnation. It's hard to understand, isn't it? Let me give you another version. Hopefully they'll put this one on the board also. It says, not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. Let's pray. God, right now, Father, I ask, Lord, that you touch us, Holy Spirit. Lord, we can't do anything without your spirit and your power in the house, Father. And we need a fresh spirit. We need a fresh power, Father. Lord, the truth is we just need your power, God. And I pray right now, Father, that you move on us. Holy Spirit, God, I pray, Lord, as the somberness of your spirit is in this place, God. Lord, I pray that you touch and prick the hearts of men and women all over this room, Father. Lord, we worship you, God. We praise you. We lift you up, Father. Lord, help us, God, to understand how important our speech is, Father, tonight. I pray that you touch and you direct and you guide. Give us ears to hear. But, Lord, I pray most of all that you open our hearts, Father, so that we can apply this word to our life. And Lord, that we do. In Jesus' name we pray. Everybody said, Amen. The hand grenade is very powerful in war. It helped the Allies win World War I and II while causing massive casualties for the Germans. The hand grenade was said to have changed the war for the Allies in the trenches. And I'll bet that you didn't know that you had a hand grenade that you carry with you all the time. The Bible tells us that our mouths are like fire. And a lot of people don't want to hear that today. As a matter of fact, when I was a kid, I didn't realize how important words were. How, how when you said something or didn't say something, how important that was. But I want you to understand today that the greatest enemy that you have is not in your home. And the greatest enemy that you have is not on your job. The greatest enemy that you face every day is your mouth. Amen? And so when you discover the power, the use that the tongue has, whether you speak or whether you don't speak, you will understand on different levels and and in different circumstances how that your mouth can change a lot of things. The average human tongue is 2.4 inches wide by 3.94 inches long from tip to the back of the throat, and it weighs on average 3 ounces. That three-inch hunk of flesh in your mouth can transform everything that you do. The Bible says it can speak life and it can speak death. Do you know how important speaking life and speaking death is? I'm telling you tonight, I feel the presence of God. And we're only getting started. In this series, I want to talk to you about something my mother used to say to me when I was a child. She used to say this, and she's here tonight, so she'll giggle. But she used to say this, boy... You better shut your mouth. And guess what I knew to do? Shut my mouth. Because what I understood when my mother said shut your mouth is I had either said something wrong or I'd said something she didn't approve of. Sometimes I went as far to continue to talk and she would say, I'm going to put dish liquid in your mouth. And she didn't threaten it. She did. There was many words I spoke through bubbles. (laughs) Children, however, today, they don't understand that. 
It's important that we understand that there's life in your mouth and death in your mouth. Everybody say amen. Some of you have not recovered from the hand grenades that you faced when you were a child. Some of you are still in the midst of the struggle, in the midst of the situation, in the midst of the problem. Amen? And you, you are trying to put all the pieces together of something that blew up in your life as a kid or even as an adult. But I want you to understand that you can battle back. The Bible tells us when we understand the importance of tripping over our tongue that we gain a new tool in our bag to move forward in the development Development of Jesus Christ. Amen. And so. What you have between your teeth is something small. It can blow up for good or it can blow up for bad. The grenades that you throw at people. Can blow up a relationship that you've had for years. How many people have had a grenade of their mouth go off? And it's, it's severed friendships. It's severed family relationships. And listen, you guys don't even talk to this day. I'm going to show you why. I want to take you to the book of James. I always say that's my book. James is one of those very great books in the Bible that is not very long, but it's very efficient in its teaching. It's teaching in James chapter 3... About the speech, the tongue, and your words. James takes the first 12 verses of chapter 3 to give you the most extensive statements ever made in the Bible about the tongue. I want to give you three understandings of this. I've already read it to you. What you do with your mouth, hear me, is very important. What you do with your mouth can cause great things to move forward in the kingdom. And they can stop kingdom work. Amen? There's three translations I want to give you tonight. My brethren, be not many masters, knowing that we shall receive the great condemnation. The second translation, not many of you should become teachers, my fellow believers, because you know that we who teach will be judged more strictly. Third version says, my brother, let not many of you become teachers, knowing that ye shall receive a stricter judgment. A teacher speaks, and because he speaks, I want you to understand that he is speaking with his mouth. God put a great, great premium on understanding what it is to speak. And I'm going to show you that in a minute. There were many times in the early church that that James, had, he, the reason that he came up with this is everybody wanted to teach. When the early church was being developed, everybody wanted to be a teacher. Everybody wanted to talk and everybody wanted to express what it was to know the Lord. But I want you to understand that if you're going to talk on behalf of God, you better know what God is saying. Amen. And what we've had is a lot of preachers and a lot of pastors and a lot of so-called teachers in the church for too long that does not know what the word of God says, but they declare the word like it is what God said. And it's causing people to go awry and go astray and be lost and be messed up and listen the reason that your churches are empty is because people are saying well that's not for me but I want you to understand when you get a hold of Jesus Christ and you understand and experience this thing between your 68 teeth you realize that God wants to touch you and move on you does anybody have 68 teeth if you don't teach what God teaches you will reap a great judgment the Bible says 
It means to have a higher accountability because God has brought you into the understanding of what it is to teach. So James is teaching us and he says, if you're going to teach, then give it straight. Don't pull no punches. Don't try to hide what the word of God says. Don't, don't not teach a part of the word because you know somebody in the congregation is dealing with that struggle. That might be the very struggle that breaks them out of their situation. If you're sitting next to a family member that's going through a struggle and God lays a scripture on your mind and you think, oh, I can't say that because that's really going to upset them. Maybe it's God that has directed you to say that to them. Hear, hear me well. And so what we find is James makes three points, and I want to start with the first point, but I want to ask you several questions. How powerful can your tongue really be? You ever thought of that? When I was going over this, I thought, how powerful really is the tongue? What can your tongue do? I mean, some people can flip their tongue over. Some people can do really cool things with their tongue. I just have a tongue that kind of lays there. What can't your tongue do? And why does any of this even matter? Have you ever thought of that? I know you're probably sitting there thinking, well, Pastor, I really never thought about my, what my tongue does. I eat chips and I taste the cheese of the Dorito. That's really all that. But it does a lot more than that. The first thing you need to know is there's power in your mouth and it directs the rest of your life. James 3, 2, for we are all stumble in many things. If anyone does not stumble in word, he is a perfect man. Able also to bridle the whole body. Are you hearing me today? You're trying to fix issues and you're trying to fix problems and you're trying to do all this stuff. When Can I just be rude and say, shut your mouth? No, I ain't coming back to this church because you said shut. Well, you do what you got to do, but I'm wanting you to understand that a lot of times our issues and our struggles and our problems, they, they come and they go because of what we've said and the things that we have dictated. You know what dictate means? It means to speak out the things that we have spoke out to other people. And so God is telling us, he's given us an understanding. He says, if, if you can get a hold of your mouth... You will not stumble and you'll be a perfect man and you will bridle the whole body. Do you understand what it is to bridle something? They put a bit in a horse's mouth and they put this special leather rein over the horse and that little bit can control a whole big two, one ton animal, 2,000 pounds. Can you imagine? He said if you can get your tongue right, then you can get yourself right. We haven't got ourselves right. Because we haven't been getting our tongue right. Because the, here, the thing is about it is we preach sanctification and all this stuff. And I know I sound archaic when I talk about it. But I want you to understand that you've got to get your tongue right before you can ever be sanctified. He said, give me your lips. This is Jesus talking or, or God. And he says, I will rule or run your life. Give me your mouth and I will hold it with the bridle. It means to bring under control the rest of the body. See, there's a lot of times that your mouth gets out of control and then what happens to the rest of the body? Well, my dad used to say, your body's writing checks, your mouth's writing checks that your body can't cash, right? Because we say things and then we can't take care of that thing that we said and this little ember, this little spark starts this whole wild forest fire. Amen? There is power my second point, 
in your mouth to direct your life. And there's power in your mouth to do great damage to your life and the people around you. James 3, 5, even so the tongue is a little member and boasts great things. See how great a forest, a little fire kindles? And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. This is a good verse. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body and it sets on fire the course of nature and it sets on fire, it's set on fire by hell. That's some deep stuff. You want me to just read it again? Because I love it. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body. It defiles the whole body and sets on fire the course of nature. It's, it's our normal course of life. And it's set on fire by hell. Man, that's good. Your tongue is a match that starts a fire. Look how little. Three ounces. That's all it is. But it is something that can cause great trouble. A little ember, a little fire, a little issue, a little problem. And the next thing you know, you're standing and it's out of control. And you don't know how it got out of control. And you don't know what's going on. And you don't know how to help it. And you don't know how to fix it. I'm going to show you in a minute that the moment that an ember sparks a fire, that the, the hounds of hell are pouring the gasoline on it to try to make it as big as possible. How could something so small turn into such a great big mess? One word. Hear what I'm saying. One sentence. One phrase can totally wipe out a whole nation. One word that you've said to your wife. One grenade that's went off. Now we're getting a divorce. Because your words matter. Some of you are sitting here right now and all you do is fight with your spouse and you wonder why we're fighting and why we're doing this and, and how is this going on? You know, when me and Kate first got married, we used to fight all the time. Bet you guys didn't know that, did you? If you came to marriage counseling, you knew that we used to fight all the time. People don't like to hear that, but I just want to be as transparent as possible with you. And one thing I used to say to her, and she'll giggle now, but I used to say to her, she would, I would say something and set her off, and she would say this, whatever. And I used to tell her, whatever is a fight starter. It's that little ember that causes you to want to go wild. You want to set the fire. When that stuff happens. And then all of a sudden we got to get a divorce. It doesn't work that way church. Because the Bible says you are to be with your spouse for life. A forest fire starts with something minute. Job 19.2. Listen to this. How long will you vex my soul and break me into pieces with words? Pretty important verse. But let me give it to you in the dumbed down Jim Bob version. Your words rip me apart, is what Job said. And I want you to understand that when Job is talking to these people in this verse, read the whole chapter, chapter 19. He is not talking to his enemies. He is talking to his friends. He is talking to his wife. He is talking to his family. And he is saying, you unravel me with your words. You have ripped me apart with your words. And he is not even talking to his enemy. Imagine what your enemy would do. These are friends. And they're tearing him apart. He says the tongue 
can damage you dramatically. It can cause dramatic issues from now till down the road. Why would you want to get involved in something that's going to have long-lasting effect? Right? The date was May 3rd, 1901, when the workers at Cleveland, Florida Fiber Factory went to lunch. Several minutes later, an ember from a nearby building landed on some Spanish moss that had been laid out to dry. Spanish moss caught immediately setting adjacent factory on fire. This led to a Jacksonville, Florida fire of 1901. The fire swept through the city, taking out 146 blocks, destroying over 2,000 buildings, and left almost 10,000 people homeless, and at least seven residents dead because African-American people were not counted. All in the course of eight hours. It is said that you could see the glow of the flames from Savannah, Georgia, and smoke plumes in Raleigh, North Carolina, all because one set of Spanish moss was in the wrong location at the wrong time, and it set ablaze and burnt down the whole city of Jacksonville, Florida. Why is that important? You let one black person say one word to one white person. Or you let one white person say one word to one black person. You know better, better than that. You let one Hispanic person say one word to a police officer. Next thing you know, you got rioting in the streets. Men and women are dead. Buildings are on fire. All this stuff is happening. Why? Because of one word, one phrase, or one sentence. Your tongue is powerful and it can give life or it can give death. Are you hearing me today? It's a match, the Bible says. And it causes you to trip over your tongue. All over the world, one sentence, one phrase. And all of a sudden you have utter chaos. The President of the United States steps to the podium. And he says, one statement, we're going to war. That one statement, that one sentence, that one phrase can change families. People die. Economies change. Things happen because one man stepped to one podium and said one sentence. Your words are very important. It can split families. It can cause disasters. It can cause problems beyond belief. And I want you to understand today that the tongue, this three-ounce member is the most important member of your body. Why do words do so much? You ever ask yourself why? How can you start with one little phrase and it equal the size of a forest fire? Because it creates one little problem. That one little problem creates another little problem that creates another little problem that creates one big problem and before you know it, it's bigger than you ever thought that it would be. How can my mouth do so much damage? James tells us in James chapter 3 verse 6. And the tongue is a fire, a world of iniquity. The tongue is so set among our members that it defiles the whole body. And sets on fire the course of nature. And it is set on fire by hell. When you speak, hear me well. Hell is waiting for the opportunity for your words to spark a fire. Are you hearing me? Hell will set your words on fire. 
Well, you didn't realize that hell would do that. But let me just give you an understanding in case you didn't know it. Hell has a lot of fire to go around. It has some that it can give up. And Satan is waiting. He is wanting you to say something that he can use against that brother or use against that scissor or sister or cause division in the church or cause a problem in the church or cause a problem in your family. Let's even throw the church out. Maybe cause a problem at your job or cause a problem with your best friend. Satan is waiting. Hell is waiting to catch that little ember on fire. All of a sudden, it's ten times larger than what you started with. Your speech is not just your speech. Your speech is helped by hell. And it sets in, in motion the course of nature. The course that controls your life. Now, the word course means to roll away in trust. Such as a spoke of a wheel. You probably wondered why I had a little kid's tire on the platform. Because I, I didn't want you to have to visualize it. I want you to see the wheel. See the spokes. It, it's important that you see those. Pastor, I, I thought we were talking about tripping over our tongues. And I am. And James is. He's saying that there are things that are attached to your tongue. That controls the rest of your life. Picture a wheel. Imagine. Now you're going to have to go with me just for a second. Because this is the way I study and this is the way I think. And I'm a weirdo but I can't help that. Okay. Inside the wheel are spokes. Right. The wheel is your life. The outside of the wheel. The spokes come off the wheel. And they create an axle which causes the wheel to spin. But those spokes cannot spin. The wheel cannot spin without a, su a substance that causes it to move. That is the tongue. Amen? So you're dealing with all these elements of your life. You're, I was going to label this tonight and I didn't have time. I was going to take little pieces of paper and label your work life. And I was, I was going to label your family life. And I was, I was going to label your insurance and your financial issues and your kids and your house and your car and your jobs. You got all these spokes coming off the wheel. Have you ever seen a wheel turning that caught on fire? Every time a wheel catches on fire, it causes the spokes or the rim of the wheel to get red hot. It changes the way that the wheel operates, right? He says your tongue spins the wheel. Or he says the tongue spins the course of your life. The wheel is your life. The spokes are the wheel and they are parts of your life. And the wheel spins as the spoke turns. You get to see the different elements of your life. And when you speak and you do something wrong, it catches everything else on fire. Well, I'm wondering why I've got these issues over here. And I'm wondering why i got these issues over here. And why are these problems popping up that I thought I fixed back here? Because when you speak... It is important to understand that the spokes of your life are connected to the wheel. The pieces, the, the ornate pieces of your life, the different fragments of your life that make you you are all connected to the wheel in the center of the wheel. And when you speak, it causes the wheel to turn. If the wheel is on fire, what is it going to affect? Everything. 
We have to understand that. That's why you got to watch your mouth or you're going to trip over your tongue. But James goes on, listen to what he says, For every kind of beast and bird and reptile and creature of the sea is tamed and has been tamed by mankind. But no man can tame the tongue. It is un, unreal, unreally, evil, it's unreally evil, full of deadly poison. So my buddy James here is saying that the tongue can damage every part of everything that you do and that it cannot be tamed. But then it talks about an animal that can be tamed. Have you ever been to the circus? How in the world can a man with a little whip take care of a lion that is three times his size that at any moment could eat him alive? Because he tamed it. How can a tiger get in a great big spear and they catch it on fire and nothing happen to the man? You know, as a matter of fact, how in the world can a bear ride a bike? You ever wondered? I've been, you ever been to the circus and the 300-pound grizzly bear comes out and he's riding a bike and everything's okay and everybody's standing next to him? How is that possible? That is not nature. But I want you to understand, even these wild animals can be tamed, but your tongue cannot. You ever been to Disney World? You ever been to Sea World? How can a fish jump through a hoop and pick a specific color off of a pole? Because it's been tamed. It's been taught. But the Bible says that the, your tongue is the most unruly member of the body. And it's unruly evil, full of deadly poison. How many times have you tried to tame your kids' tongues? You ever thought of that? Let me ask you this. How many times did your parents try to tame your tongue? Right? Oh, and here's the thing. As parents, we're dumb enough to believe that we did it. Well, they didn't say anything. Just like the lion, at the moment, you're fearful because you hear the sound of the whip. But the moment you get the opportunity to speak under your breath and you walk away from mom, I know because I did it. You blankety blank, blank, blank. You didn't tame nothing. It just looked like you did. Right? Can I say this to some parents tonight? Whatever you allow and think's okay now, your kids are going to be really okay with it later. And whatever you accept, they're going to accept more of because they've come, become okay with what you've become okay with. And then all of a the sudden, they're 30 years old or they're 40 years old and you think, I've raised them right. I've taught them to do what they were supposed to do. And why will they not listen to me? It's those things that you were okay with that were very minute embers long ago that have created a massive fire. We do it to people we know when we get upset. Sometimes I'll be driving down the road and I'll think, I'm gonna, when I get the courage up, I'm going to give her a piece of my mind and I'm talking to myself and this is what I'm going to say. Or you go call your friend and you say, I'll tell you what, as soon as I get the opportunity, I'm going to tell Mr. Such and such, blah, 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 blah. Because the tongue is the, uh, the most unruly member of the body. Don't act like you've never done that. Everybody's sitting there like, oh, let's hear about the pastor today. Y'all do it too. He said, no man can tame the tongue. Have you ever asked yourself why? I'm glad you did. James 3.8. But no man can tame the tongue. It is the most unruly evil. It is full of deadly poison. 
the tongue has been contaminated by sin. Romans 3, 13. Their throat is an open sepulcher. With their tongues they have used deceit, the poison of asp, and under their lips. Romans 3, 14. Whose mouth is full of cursing and bitterness. Another version says it this way. Listen. Their throats are open graves. Their tongues practice deceit. The poison of vipers is on their lips. Their mouths are full of cursing and bitterness. Sometimes the King James Version can chop you up and get you on the wrong path. But if you can really get a hold of the New King James Version, it gives you understanding that you never had. This leads me to my third point. And I would say that this is the most critical point of all of them. I know that we're teaching tonight and you're not going to run, jump and shout. But I'm telling you that I'm giving you things of importance in your life. In your mouth is the power to direct your life. Thank you for joining us today. If this message has uplifted you, we would love to hear your story. Go to www.renovatelifecog.com and click contact. Your testimonies are a blessing to us throughout the week. Renovate Life is a place of healing for the lost, the broken, the weak, weary, and stray.